Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Offline Game. I'm Matt and normal service will be resumed shortly, but in this episode we are joined by someone who has many hats in the board gaming industry here in the UK. He is a publisher, a convention runner, owner, however you want to say it, and an admin of one of the, of probably the biggest board game community on Facebook in the UK, I would uh, imagine. Have I missed anything, any of the hats off that you wear? Uh, I also work for a manufacturer. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're a very, very, very busy man. Yeah, lots, lots on, but it's good to stay busy. Yeah, well, I'm very grateful that you've uh, agreed to spend a bit of time chatting to us. Well, thanks for having me. That's all right, mate. Uh, so the first uh, question we always ask our guests is, what is your history in board gaming? When did you become a board gamer? Uh, yeah, it's tough. Because um, I'd say I'm probably from a board gaming family. Like when I was a kid, we used to do a lot of motor homing. And I remember way back then, so this is like in the 80s, <laughs> playing like Monopoly and Cluedo and stuff like that in... Uh, in the later home and used to play a lot of the old kind of card games with my nan playing for pennies and things like that and the scabby queen and chase the ace and all those kinds of games um yeah so i suppose i've always been into board games as i got into college and sixth ball my i was into a lot of warhammer and necromunda stuff like that used to play some rpgs they kind of fell out of it i guess and then Back probably 2012, discovered some more modern board games, and I went on a weekend away, and someone introduced me to games like Catan and Carcassonne, things like that. So yeah, being I, I can imagine being involved in Warhammer while you were at college was not the best thing because money's not uh, exactly <laughs> free flowing at that time of your life generally. Anyway, no, uh, yeah, it was. But I suppose things were a bit cheaper. It was back a lot of it. Was the old lead models and stuff as well. We used to play Eldar and used to, for some reason I remember getting a bunch of cheap like plastic ones and I can't remember where I got them from. Eldar, they weren't like a huge uh, a huge thing for Games Workshop at the time. It's quite yeah. hard to come by, so had a lot of repeated models or <laughs> things like well, well, we'll talk about the main thing that you hear to chat about in a, uh, Aircon in a, in a little bit, but I'm just wondering, how did you get involved in the industry then? If you got um, back into gaming in 2012, at what point did you yeah. start getting in the industry? Um, I really know how it happened. Uh, I suppose, I mean, the first thing really was Aircon, and so I'd had a background uh, in project management, especially events management. I did some event stuff for a bar and then I was working for a charity where I used to kind of run these holidays for people. Um, where I used to take them away and ask, you know, groups of sort of 80 off people. He had to literally organize everything for them. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to remember, I, I kind of forget now which year it was. It was either 2013, it might have been 2014, I went to my first UK Games Expo. Okay. Um, and I had such a good time there. And then, yeah, and then we started Aircon in 2015 in my house. And then it was sort of <laughs> right, okay. um, But obviously I was just doing that as a as a hobby for a few years and then well, still under then but I suppose with that with that kind of background in, in project management stuff, I got 
and then oh, I'm trying to th- uh, recap it out. About 2019, I think it was. I got a job at Fog of Love. Um, well, probably the mate's Fog of Love. Made yeah. Fog of Love. I'm not around anymore, unfortunately. Um, and so that was kind of my transition, I suppose, into working full time in the board okay. game industry. So, what was it when you went to UKG? That would have been one of the Hilton ones, wouldn't it? So, yeah. What did you see at see in that event that made you think, oh, actually, you know what? I want to. I can do this. I want to do this. Yeah, I think it was the the community really, and just like that, a, a bit like if you go to a music festival, a big lot of people, you know, would say, "Oh, you can just listen to that band on a CD, and it probably sounds better than a live recording." You're like, "Well, yeah, it probably does," but there's something just about the atmosphere and being in a place where you've got so many people just enjoying that shared, they're having a shared love for that thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, I really, really enjoyed that, and you know, having the exhibitors and all the different things that you could see and. Uh, the variety of stuff there and i think it was that really the the kind of excitement and the buzz there was that, that, that feeling of coming home and being absolutely shattered but like massively happy and uh just having had a great time and yeah and i think i just had some experiences at at conventions that i wouldn't have had through sort of just normal game nights and things like that like whilst i love my regular thursday night game night i it's just certain things happen. Like we were playing um, Battlestar Galactica at something like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so whose idea that was? It was uh, ridiculous. But we were, we happened to be sat somewhere where we shouldn't have been sat, and so well, we had to move, and we had to move the ball with all the oh, bits no. on and and it was it was fine. It was just quite funny, and but we had an amazing time. That was a a really good game with a, a great bunch of people. So. Okay. Um, when you first started the event, then how how difficult was it for you to attract punters, but also uh, exhibitors as well? Was there a yeah. lot of enthusiasm, uh, or did you struggle? Yeah. Well, the first public one we did, so the first one ever was like I said, just in my house, and I just invited friends. Really, just, yeah, yeah. It's just a bit of a joke, really. Um, but as um, yeah, as we went to our first public event i think with a lot of these things as well as you know hopefully putting on a good event there is some luck and timing involved and um part of it was just um after we'd been to games expo for a couple of years we kind of looked around for what other conventions there were and there weren't really that many and i think we just happened to kind of start a time when there wasn't wasn't a lot for people to go to and and we were pretty active in the local board game groups and stuff like that and so our first one we only had a hundred tickets i think and we sold out so right. we didn't have any exhibitors um it was just really is it was a bit of an odd convention because it because we used the church hall for the first couple of events and they obviously needed it on a sunday um uh, yeah so we had to run it friday saturday um so that was that was funny but um yeah no i think we've always been pretty pretty lucky in terms of when we started it and and having an event that that people really like to come to so um i think if we were trying to start it now i, I could see that it would be a lot harder because there's, yeah. there's so much more choice for people out there um and, and yeah so there's there's much more local stuff going on uh, for people to go to and i think well, so we'll just, just a bit lucky <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really. 
I think I think the first time I met you was probably in 2017. I think you had a stall yeah. at UKGE. Yeah, yeah. Trying to um, you know publicise the event a little bit. Yeah, so that's when we moved. So well, as I said, the first couple we had in um, in Bradford in the church hall, and yeah. then we we partnered with uh, some of the team from Travelling Man and decided that we were going to try and make it a, a bigger event. And um, and that's 2017 is when we moved to Harrogate. Yeah. Um, and so obviously there we were looking at trying to grow a bit more, get a few more exhibitors in, and Games Expo seemed like a, a great place to do that. Um, uh, and so we tried that out. Uh, what we sort of found in subsequent years, rather than having a booth, it's a bit better if we're a bit more mobile and we can go and visit yeah, yeah. other people rather than expecting them to come to us. And, and especially in the calendar, trying to get attendees, it's a bit far away. We know, like with Games Expo in June, it's like, nine months yeah, or, yeah. Or until the next aircon so so i think it's better we'll just go and chat to people instead well i suppose that's better yeah for getting exhibitors because they've presumably got to get themselves booked up quite far in advance so you can just go yeah. and say here you go come to my event please next year <laughs> yeah and uh, we're kind of at a point now where we don't need to do that as much um you know but see the growth that we've seen yeah has meant that we, we tend to always have a waiting list. We try and well, we we do have a cutoff point for exhibitors. So the last few years we've, we've sold out, and we, we tend to sell out space pretty quickly. Um, but what we don't want to do is just have loads and loads and loads of exhibitors that don't have a great event. So we try and yeah. limit the number of exhibitors to make sure that they all have a really good event. So, I mean, I've not I've not been. Hopefully, this year will be my first year going. But... Yeah, yeah. The um the general uh, vibe I get from people have said it's um it's definitely a lot more of a gamers convention than UKGE is. UKGE is definitely more of an exhibitors convention. Um, yeah. You know, you know, there's a lot of open gaming space, but you've yeah. got three days to if you want to see everything, it's going to take you all three days. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think Games Expo has just become such a big big thing. I think if there are people that went to some of those earlier Hilton games expos, yeah. it probably feels a bit more like that. Um, um, but I think, you know, each convention just ends up taking on its own um, yep. entity, really. And so I, I guess the, the way we the way we approach Aircon is that we tend to put in the gaming tables first, and so we say, well, we think we're going to get about this many people coming, therefore we need this many seats at this many tables. And then whatever space is left, we'll, we can sell to exhibitors. Whereas I suppose some of the larger conventions, good, certainly things like Essen, would go the other way around where they just say, yeah. well, we've got this much space, so let's see how many exhibitors we get can get in. And I'd see they don't have any gaming space. But yeah, I think I think they're all different. And I think that's what's great about visiting different types of conventions as well. You know, some of the, um, the kind of more local ones or regional ones that are in hotels and things like that are really great fun. Yeah. So you can, if you really want to. 24 hours <laughs> just gaming gaming all the time yeah if you want a game of twilight imperium uh, that's where you go <laughs> yeah well, i've seen some people trying to set up a uh oh what's the big game the big war thing it's all said it takes like 10 to 14 hours to play and they're trying to set one up that way oh. so if they start at half 11 in the morning they'll they'll be done at 1 30 by the time we shut <laughs> oh dear um, let's talk about visiting the event then. So, um, yeah. where is it, and what can people expect to find when they get there? Yeah, it's in Harrogate at the Harrogate Convention Centre. Um, we're in four 
holes in a suite. So holes A, B, C, and M, and then we have the queen suite upstairs. So uh, a lot of the halls A, B, and C are open gaming, um, somewhere in the region of 2,000 seats for people to sit and play games at. Um, uh, hall M is our exhibit hall where we have 80-something exhibitors um, all showing off various things like publishers or retailers and RPG stuff accessories and we have uh, a load of RPGs running upstairs in the Queen Suite and so the Queen Suite is separated into our events space where we are doing a bunch of stuff with what you played big games of um, Sagrado and Green Z Winds and Wheels vs. Doors and silly things like that plus the board game Pub Quiz which is coming same beast in the last few years uh, okay. uh, we've got a big, a big RPG room um, where there's just it's just the schedule is chock-a-block with loads and loads and loads of different RPGs um, and they're, they're running all weekend up there there's also some quiet gaming up there and then uh, a tournament zone as well so we've got a few different tournaments running Hive and Clask and Crokinole and uh, King of Tokyo various other ones unmatched um, yeah, uh, lots of fun stuff going on, really. Um, that, down in the halls as well, we've got some giant games we can play. Uh, so that's the Herefordshire board game, also bringing there. Giant Hey, That's My Fish and Giant Surrey, um, where Excellent. you played the pieces. Yeah, and <laughs> they're really fun. Um, and uh, we have a little shop down there in the library, a uh, little tuck shop. Um, and Board, massive board game library we think we're approaching a thousand games now in that library so wow. um lot, lots to choose from and i've just put a load more stuff in today we got sent so it's, it's always growing as well um yeah a lot of demo zone found there as well so that's people with games that are sort of in development or or not quite released yet where you can go and try them out and then obviously a huge bringer by which again has become its own sort of separate thing it's massive it's <laughs> It's taking up half of all C. Um, My God, okay. Massive, great big thing. Um, and we have uh, a dedicated app for that where you can go on and see what's in there and add your games. And, oh, that's and, cool. Uh, that's cool. So I think some people come just for that. <laughs> that does, I mean, people go to UKG just for that, don't they? So, yeah, definitely. Why you would do that, I don't know. Why, you know, but <laughs> some people do. The love of Argus. Yep. Um, right, and what about so the um, the location, the convention centre? How are they to deal with them? Um, you've been there. How many years have you been hosting the event then? Uh, so yeah, two thousand seventeen was our first year there. So, right. Okay. Uh, well, obviously we had a year off, so this will be our sixth year. Is that right? Wow. My math is yep. right. Seventeen, eighteen, yeah, six. Yeah, no, they've been great. Um, and they really enjoy having aircon there so a lot of what they do is more is pretty corporate so they have things like yeah. a flooring show or a bridal show or uh, i think they have a truck show oh it's nice. all very trade trade focused and everything is 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 all quite inward like you know like people come for that and stay in the convention center and they'll have their meal in the convention center and everything go back to the hotel that's attached yeah. to the convention center um whereas when we had come we sort of started to take over the town a bit and um <laughs> you know, people will go out and visit Betty's or visit the little game shop there, Games Crusade, um, well, with the various other things that Harrogate has to offer. Uh, one of the things we really liked about it is it's, it's 
really close to the town centre. Um, so a lot of convention centres will be like way out near a town, yeah. skirts of a town or a city. But uh, this is five minutes, and you're into five minutes walking, you're into the centre of Harrogate, and so um, so it's really nice that we started uh, this year our air events, which are like off-site events. So we ah, uh, see what you've done there. Yeah, and <laughs> doing a beer tasting at Major Tom's, and there's some people going oh, to go nice. down and do the park run. Um, I'm assuming it won't be the same people that have done the beer tasting. We'll get over to do a park run, but we'll see. Um, there's like a breakfast meetup at a cafe and some warm-up gaming run by the Harrogate Board Gamers. Um, and so we, yeah, so it's been really good. It's a really nice location. So we're we're happy then. Excellent. Um, you sent me a picture uh, a couple of weeks ago of some uh, some lightsabers. So, do you want to uh, explain <laughs> what that's all about for people who are uh, who are going to be there? Yeah. So, uh, we used to have flags that you put on the table to show that if you're about to start a game and you're looking for some games, put a little flag on, and that was fine when we were in the church hall. But as we got bigger, they kind of got lost a bit. And yeah. um, and then Frank West, who um, runs city of games they make isle of cats and uh, various things like that um city of kings um they he ran a an event down in bristol for a couple of years and they had this really cool idea of using helium balloons and that was really great and so you could put helium balloon on the table and let it fly and and that they were really great and you could spot them from anywhere in the hall uh unfortunately we found out that helium is uh quite a limited resource and it, it certainly has is to be has to be mined and um and it's yeah it's running out and it's used a lot in medical procedures so we thought well we don't really want to use that plus all the waste afterwards there's a lot of foil balloons you have to use and so for a couple of years we were back with the flags and we kind of weren't really happy kept looking for these other solutions and then somehow i still don't know how the idea came to me <laughs> I must have been watching Star Wars or something. You must have been, um, yeah. But I, um, I text the other directors, there's this four of us, um, it's got a little WhatsApp group, and I just said, look, I know I come up with some wacky stuff, but I've got this idea to replace the flags, how about lightsabers, and they all sort of just laughed, and, and I, I, I managed to secure £10 or something from uh, from, from Don, <laughs> who, who, who handles the finance to buy a lightsaber, and... Um, and, and make a proof of concept, which I've got here. You won't obviously can't see it on the podcast, but it'll be strapped to a beer bottle. <laughs> it won't be strapped to beer bottles at the convention, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, they're cool. They light up um, and they're a big stick and they're visible. And if you press them enough times, they flash. Um, probably isn't great to have loads of them flashing away. Uh, no, no, see. probably not. Some people uh, might have problems with that, but yeah. Yeah. That's but not bad. I like the up. idea. <laughs> That's um, a sponsorship so opportunity there. You could get a local beer company to uh, sponsor loads of empty beer bottles oh, yeah. to uh, make their lightsabers on. I was thinking Disney to sponsor the lightsabers. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you see them on tables, that means someone is about to start a game and they have some space for players. So they go and join them. <laughs> awesome. So we're not far away from the event. So it is the 9th to the 12th of March. So that's it's just, yeah. I think going to be two or three weeks away from when people hear this. So, um, if people want to get tickets, what are they looking at uh, at spending on them? Um, well, if you want to come to the 
full it's four days this year so we've extended it we need to be three days uh four days um uh currently as we're recording the thursday tickets are sold out yeah i've just looked four on the site, ones yeah. are sold out um i have had a meeting with the venue earlier today and we're hoping but by the time you listen to this but <laughs> we might have some more thursday tickets for sale unless uh, they've sold it again <laughs> but possibly yeah yeah we're hoping that we can open a whole extra hall for the thursday evening um um so if that happens for all four days you're looking up 54 pounds yeah it's 49 pound for three day 40 pound for saturday sunday yeah was it 18 for friday 18 for sunday and 22 for saturday that makes sense because saturday is so, always the busiest uh most packed yeah. day isn't it of any and it's the events. longest it's also the of longest day is, yeah. so half and we're open if you've pre-booked your tickets you can get in from half nine each day um and friday's open till 11 at night sunday's open till six and saturday's open till 1 and limited tickets available on the day except for thursday presumably at the minute, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, I, I think the best thing is keep an eye on our social media, we'll yeah. make sure to update people if, if we're selling out or if we're close to selling out, and um, I'd suggest it's always better to book in advance if you can, um, the, the same price on the door or whatever you book in advance, um, and yep. be guaranteed entry if you book in advance. <laughs> awesome, so I'd like to move on from Aircon before I let you go and sure. talk a bit about Bright Eye Games. Cool. Yeah. So this is your publishing uh, company. So yeah. uh, how did all this get started? Um, so I was working for PSC Games. Um, and PSC Games make games like Blitzkrieg or Caesar, Defense Procyon 3, Roman Roll, lots of different things. They started out making plastic war miniatures and then they kind of moved over them. Well, they still do that when they started doing support games as well. Um, we found we were getting loads of submissions for games that didn't fit the PSC catalogue, but we really liked them. Um, and so three of us there started Bright Eye Games, um, with our first game being Savannah Park. Um, and we did a new version of Waggle Dance and published yep. the successes to that, which is Termite Tellers uh, Men. Um, we took on a retail version of Core Request after a very successful Kickstarter. Um, but we found trying to juggle the kind of two, constantly going back and forth between war games and sort of more casual, yeah. light-hearted games, uh, was, yeah, spreading us a bit too thin. So we decided in the end, um, uh, I kind of separated off and took on Bright Eye Games and brought in Marty Cubbley, who a lot of people would, would know, and also... Well, he works for a different manufacturer, uh, Watts Games, and uh, is also an admin in the board game training chat yeah. group. Um, yeah, and so it's been good. We kind of last year just kind of getting into the groove. We've got um, some cool new games coming up this year. I've just been reviewing the files for our um, one of the re- releases that we hope to have this year, which will be um, The Plot Thickens, which is a storytelling game. Um, and uh, you have a hand of cards um, they're people, places and things as you kind of weave the thing that the cards into your story you play them out in front of you but if you use cards that are in front of other people you get to put a token on them and then at the end of the game whoever's played the most cards um, becomes the author and gets to name the game and whoever uh-huh. has played the most tokens gets to tell the ending of the game so you kind of 
you wanting to do a bit of both, you know, play cards, but also use other people's cards. Um, but they come in different, so there'll be three different versions and uh, genres initially. So it's going to be detective, sci-fi, and romance. And each one is a three or four player game by itself. But the cool thing is you can mash them together, increase the player count, and also um, add another damage and two stories. So you can mash together detective and sci-fi and decide that you're going to tell um, Blade Runner. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and play with eight players. So, yeah, it's good fun. Um, and then we've got another one that is set in the Core Quest world, uh, but it's a bit more of a grown-up game, which is Battle Ventile. Um, and this is the game that the Tooth Troll and the Gum Goblin play whilst they're waiting for Brave Adventurers to come into the dungeon. Um, right. It's, <laughs> it's a bit kind of chest-like. You're kind of moving pieces around the board, but taking pieces off um, teeth. You're fighting over teeth. Rin. Does that one have a? Is that one a bit more of a Dan game than a Cora game, or is that? Uh... <laughs> it wasn't actually designed by them. But it was. Uh, oh, was it not? Okay. No, no, designed by Emily um, over in the US. Oh, just thought okay. it was a really good fit for that that kind of world. So yeah, uh, it'll still be the same artist. It'll be Gary, but it'll be a different, slightly different style. So we're not getting children to submit the art. He'll just do do the art from scratch instead. Yes. How did you get uh, involved in Core Quest? Because I imagine you're quite good friends with Dan in, outside of that. Yeah, or? yeah, uh, I, I knew Dan pretty well. Um, uh, he knew that I'd worked in production, board game production, uh, which is what I had done for Fog and Blood, what I was doing at the time for PSC games. Um, okay. And so he's, yeah, he just got in touch and asked, you know, did I want to get involved? So I was involved in the Kickstarter before. And we signed it into Bright Eye Games. Yeah. Um, and he just sort of asked whether I wanted to get involved and help him with production and logistics and all of that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, I've been been involved in Core Quest from, from pretty early on. And it's been okay. great to see it. See just, you know, a really good reception. I've just sent another another load off to uh, Longpack to be printed. But... Excellent. It's on my Kickstarter pile of shame at the moment. So, How's it? <laughs> uh, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we're just working on the expansion now so I'm hoping um, March, end of March we'll hope to send the files off um, to get it printed as well so to hopefully have some at the conventions over the summer and um, you mentioned the reprint of Waggle Dance because I know that was originally done by Grublin wasn't it and obviously they Grublin, went yeah. um, out of business a while back um, how did you yeah. get involved in that? Did Mike come to you directly or was that you just casting um, around for something to do or so I kind of knew Mike a bit already, um, and he had actually pitched some games to PSC games, and then, um, and then I knew. Obviously, I I, I love Wang Dance, and I've got the original version just here from Grubby. Um and I just sort of asked him what was going on with it because, obviously, Grublin, um aren't around anymore, and he's he so the basically the rights have gone back to him as as Grublin. Um, cease trading so so we talked about it we couldn't get any of the original files you know that was all all went with Grublin like didn't yeah. help them there's there's no like artist credits or whatever um, and I know some people really quite like the original style but we didn't want to try and do a, a close copy so we completely yeah, yeah. the art and we worked with Sabrina Miramon she's done a ton of different things photosynthesis and um, Vice Hospital and Loads of art that you'd recognise from her. Yeah, so she she redid all that and we we tweaked some of the rules. We 
tweaked the, the green cards a bit and added a solo mode and changed some of the bits to make it a bit more colorblind friendly. So oh, yeah. rather than just cubes for all the nectar, it's now hopefully almost a number of sides on the on the piece matches the, the number. So one is a circle. Two is the only one that's slightly odd. It's an oval. Yeah. Well, you can't really make a two-sided shape. No. Um, uh, three is a triangle, four is a square, five is a... And things like that. So, yeah. Um, and um, it's, it's really nice. Um, I was playing it myself the other day, just for enjoying it. <laughs> I still really like the game. Um, let's talk about the last thing then, um, Facebook. How did you get involved <laughs> in being an admin of that uh, particular group? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was actually during lockdown um, through the pandemic. And I'd been a fairly active member for for a number of years. I think I even joined the group back in 2013, 2014. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, it's very, very early on. Yeah. Um, and then during during lockdown, we decided to run an online convention for the admin team at the time. Um, and then with Aircon, I had done various bits of online videos and things like that. So they asked me if I wanted to get involved and I've helped run it. Um, and I did, and as part of that, I just sort of got folded into the admin team. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's good. It's a it's a pretty uh, most for the most part, it's a pretty easy group to admin. It's yeah, you know, I can people, imagine. People tend to get on, and it's a friendly bunch. Um, particularly given the size, you know, I'm in some other smaller groups, not not always board game related, some craft beer groups and things like that, and <laughs> do tend to go sideways quite often so it's for the size of the group it's 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 really nice community yeah you occasionally get the old post where you can tell that an argument's going to come and it's like okay <laughs> let's just <laughs> nip this in the bud before anything uh, anything happens yeah i think we try and let um we try and do as much as we can sort of light touch admin and yeah yeah and give people the benefit of the doubt and say you know you might want to rethink your wording there or yeah or, or or whatever, um, but what's it for the most part? It's it's fairly straightforward. Awesome. Well, I think uh, that's everything that I wanted to chat to you about, mate. So let's Great. let everyone know where they can uh, find everything. So Aircon, <laughs> aircon.co.uk, obviously, if you want to uh, find out more about that. Uh, Bright Eye Games is brighteyegames.com. Uh, what's the URL for the Facebook group? Is it? Uh, I don't actually know oh, what the. Uh... It's, it's slightly funny. It's like. Board game, um Oh, I see. Tell you, I never know. I'm never really sure at all. No, we're going to try and get UK. I mean, if I do it, I'll get facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash one four eight one seven four 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 three eight seven seven six five six one. So if you want to go there, or it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash UK board game trade. Uh, okay, there you go then. <laughs> Obviously. Awesome. Well, thank you again, mate, for uh, for jumping on. I really mate, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hope Aircon is, uh, continues to be a huge success for you. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing you in person in, uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah. And for everyone listening, thanks very much. As I say, our next episode will be a bit back to business as usual, hopefully. But for now, it's uh, goodbye from me. And well, thank you very much. Thanks. Bye, everyone.